Welcome, Black Kings and Queens, to Black Mind Chronicles. I'm your host, Chase Jackson. This podcast is a journey into the questions, stories, and mindsets of Black men and women on the topic of mental health and mental illness. We all often talk about so many things, but the one thing that matters, our own well-being. So let's dive in and start that conversation. In today's show, we're going to have a discussion over a certain population of our Black women. They go through so much in their daily lives and are taken advantage of, and their stresses and mental well-being is often overlooked due to the nature of their jobs. There are unseen stresses and issues behind all the glitter and lights. So let's dive into the lives and mindsets of a stripper and a pole dancer to talk about what leads them to pole dancing or stripping, their family's reactions, benefits from pole dancing and stripping, the differences in the income, and funny stories that they may have along the way. My guests for this show are Kimbo, who is from Chicago, with a bachelor's in fine arts and focused in fashion design. She's pursuing her passion of acting, and she's a pole dancer and aerialist and has competed in many pole dancing competitions, both nationally and internationally, and featured in shows such as Chicago PD on NBC and Southside on HBO Max. She is also the host of Kimbology Podcast, which focuses on transparency and how to be enlightened in today's world. She has segments called Meditate, Masturbate, and Medicate, and Sexy Sustainability. My next guest is Fierce. She's a dancer, sex worker, black activist, co-host of Pay to Play Podcast based in Chicago, and subject and dilemma of desire documentary. So ladies and gentlemen... Please help me welcome Kimbo and Fierce. Thank you for having Thanks us. Thanks for having us. All right, look, I know it's been a long week, but we've been working on getting this thing up for almost a month now, so I'm excited lots for it. Lots of planning. It. Right. Yes, lots of plotting. <laughs> all right, all right. I love to plot. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so ladies, let's dive into the topic. So... I want to start with honestly just pole dancing. So, how long have you been pole dancing slash stripping? Kimbo, I'll start with you. Okay. <laughs> uh, yes. So, um, my name is Kimbo. Um, I've been a pole dancer for seven years, um, and I also was in the pole dance instructor. Um, I taught pole, and I also competed in competitions around the world. I've been in performances, and I've also been in TV shows such as like. Chase has said, and uh, I've been on Empire, but I've also been on Southside, and then I've been on um, Chicago PD as well. So, yeah, pole okay. dancing is great. Seven years. Wow. All right. Um. So I have I stripped for five years. Um. I started dancing in college just to make ends meet. Um, and then I started travel dancing really hard in my second, second, two and a half years in. Um, and then I eventually started dancing, um, and had danced in 17 clubs in six states by the time I, um, got to this point where I'm officially retired. I just cleaned out my locker at my home club okay. last week. Wow. Congratulations on the retirement. Yes. Woo. Yeah, wow. hug up my heels, but not really. I have a pole in my house. Okay, okay. right. 
Wow, that's a longevity between both of you all. Yeah, Kimbo, when you first told me that pole dancing was a sport and competition, I, I, I kind of looked sideways. Like, I did not know that. <laughs> I've only, yeah, I've only Chase, seen pole dancing Chase in the club. Chase was like, what? <laughs> He's like, uh, people are performing on a pole. Them girls are acrobats. Like, acrobats. Listen, listen, we train hard. We practice hard. Mm-hmm. Um, there are like, yeah, there's like competitions like all over the world. There's like international ones. And then the local ones here, there's a, a nationals ones. And there was one that was in, um, I was in a category that was in St. Louis. And I drove down there and I competed. Um, I think I had nine in my category and I took first place. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, it was for an artistic category. So that was cool. But um, wow, wow, wow. yeah, I have, to, I have to show you, Chase, because I don't think you've seen it. So um, my, comp- my competition piece. But yeah, I mean, pole dancing. Yes, Fierce, you haven't seen it? Okay, I'll have to send it to you too. Yes. So yeah, before, I mean, um, I wanted to also say like me and Fierce know each other, but we also know each other. Um, in the industry of, you know, pole dancing and stripping. But um, we actually did a performance together. Me and her worked uh, for the Snoop Dogg concert together. Yeah, we performed (laughs) together at Snoop Dogg's concert. We shared a pole at one point, did doubles tricks. It was very fun. She did the surfboard trick on me, the surfboard. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I saw that video. That was some acrobats. The upper body strength. It looked like it took to do that. I, I commend both of you. Oh, no, it, it takes all the no. all the upper body strength you think it takes. <laughs> yeah. and more. The pole burn, though, is what nobody talks about, mm-hmm. but it's the worst part. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. I, and I, you I know what? Imagine. Like, not, I mean, Fierce, you've mentioned kind of like your retirement with, um, um, with stripping, but like I recently, I guess I could say like I haven't, I don't teach pole anymore. I used to. Um, and so it's been like, you know, during COVID and everything like that, I took a break and it's like, I want to focus on acting in my podcast, but mm-hmm. I've been scared to like jump back on and do those tricks that I used to do. Cause it's like the pole burn's going to come back. Oh my God. No, I'm not girl. Ready. I've been scared to invert. <laughs> same. Oh my God. Same. I did For a show the other day and I was like, yay. But girl, inverting. For clarification, inverting is when you like put your put your legs above your head on the pole. Yeah. Um, You're it's upside just, down. Okay. Everything okay. about pole work involves like you trusting yourself and your strength in order to keep yourself up on the pole. Yeah, no. I don't currently trust myself <laughs> and my strength to go invert on the pole right now. I'm trying to get back though. I'm trying Same to work girl. my way up. I bought like Same. I bought some pole classes from this stripper that I know on the internet. Okay. And cute. I'm like about to hop back in there and start getting back up there because it's still like a an art form. Yeah. So I want to continue to like be able to express myself in that way. I'm just out of practice and out of shape. Same. <laughs> Same. Look, COVID, COVID has affected us all in, in certain yes. ways. So I, I put yeah. on a couple of pounds that I did not need to have on. So yeah, yeah I, I could barely hop up a pole, let alone walk up some stairs right now. So, hold on. Chase, we'll have to teach you some things on the pole. You know what I'm saying? I I'll, I'll, do, I'll do, it, do it for the weight loss. Do it for the weight loss. <laughs> You'll be up there doing all the professional shit by the end of this episode. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to challenge myself to do You'll it. Learn Let's go. Pole by osmosis. Okay. Right, right. <laughs> you will go upside down. <laughs> no, but seriously, though, mm-hmm. men have like. 
natural upper body strength that women like we have to work really hard mm-hmm. to build up our upper body strength because like you know our women's our bodies our physiques like our you know we're, we're different we're right. made differently right. than y'all right. okay right. so it would really piss me off or like i trained <laughs> for years right to like go upside down do shoulder mounts and then here comes my partner just like what is this a pole oh okay and he just like does a fucking shoulder mount like nothing right. or like does a flag or that like by like nothing i was like this is some bullshit <laughs> i have two things about men men doing like like these type of things. Mm-hmm. First thing is I used to be a cheerleader. And that was a big thing when we had boy cheerleaders. We would get boys who had never cheered in their lives, never done any like any type of tumbling whatsoever. And these boys would come in, the coach would be like, hey, try and do a bat like try and do a backflip. And they'd be like, oh, and just throw it. Be oh, like, come on. I've been practicing <laughs> this for a past year. Excuse me. And like they would just they're just naturally like way stronger than us. They have like more more bounce or whatever. But then the other thing is like boys on pole, like really a lot of them are like very, very good. But several times pole in my house play with boys that are my friends. Mm-hmm. The pole has come in undone from the ceiling and it has been oh, a disaster. No. <laughs> it has been a disaster. Oh, it's just shit. like I have one guy friend in particular who cannot touch poles anymore because he has he has taken down poles at more than one of my oh, friends. Shit. Houses. We're like, baby, I know you want to get on there. I know you do. That's you not cannot good. get on the pole. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> he tries hard, but he's got too much He's got too much momentum. He's just yeah, too powerful. <laughs> yeah, so Chase, a lot of the mm-hmm. like a lot of us pole dancers and strippers and things, we have our own poles at our house, mm-hmm. and they're pressure mounted. So there's like a like a pressure mounted top and like the bottom. So like, if you fuck, you can fuck up. Like my friend yeah. fucked up her 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 ceiling because yeah. if you don't pressure mount it and where like the studs are like we're yeah. like you know, in the right spot, that shit will go right through. Or if it comes undone by somebody like swinging too hard and then you know i'm sure you've seen crazy videos yeah, yeah. on the internet I, I was wondering how oh. they attach those to the ceilings on the floor i'm like is it just it's a tension. is it just a mount is yeah. it drills pressure or? mounted yeah wow. okay you yeah. literally just twist it until yeah. it's like enough <laughs> yeah and then you, you know, just it might you not just hope it's enough, enough. right and, <laughs> and if you have it on a stud at least it won't go through your ceiling if you mm-hmm. don't yeah. have it on a stud it will go through your ceiling okay yes. yeah see never knew the more i know it's a dangerous sport so speaking of dangerous sports so we had an incident actually i think maybe a few months back here in the dallas area where there's a stripper who was at the club, of course, on the pole, and she fell from the top of the pole and hit her face. I think she broke oh, her jaw. Oh, yeah, I remember. She got up. She was kept famous. dancing. Yeah. yeah. I, so two questions came to mind. One, how did she get back up like that? And two, is there pole such thing as pole safety? Like, what the what happened? Oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. First of all, she fucked her face up. Yeah. She yeah. I saw that. Her face up. I remember she had to do a GoFundMe. It was like yeah. a whole thing. Mm-hmm. She had her jaw, her jaw wired shut. Yeah, Ooh. like yeah. she fucked her. Yeah. She fell from like two stories high. Yeah. That club. The club, the pole was so so high. Oh my god, I can't. You just and then she just got up and started twerking. She well, yeah. that's the thing though. Strippers are consummate performers. We have to keep dancing no matter what. I have to be able to make anything sexy. I go on stage. And I have to be able to make any song, even if I hate it, even if it's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life, sexy. So like, that's our job. We're like, we're the entertainment. Everybody's eyes are on you when you're up on stage. So 
it becomes instinctual. It's like kind of like a uh, theater. Like they're mm-hmm. just like, just keep going. Like mm-hmm. instead of acknowledging that you messed up, oftentimes if you keep dancing, most people don't notice. Most people don't have the skill to notice you messed up. Mm-hmm. Granted, we all know that girl fell two stories. She that fell, fell two stories. <laughs> right. But I have had friends who were like fallen off stage, landed in the splits, and then just sexually rolled back onto the stage. <laughs> and like nothing happened. Ta-da! <laughs> like just acted like nothing happened. I have had my shoe fly off and hit a customer in the face and then I did break character because I was worried that dude had his face <laughs> fucked up. Oh, um shit. but like generally speaking when you're on stage and like you do something where you like trip or fall or whatever mm. you just roll with it. So like there's been times right my shoe's gone one way and I've gone the other and I was just like and we're on the floor now. Okay, we're rolling. <laughs> <laughs> Being a stripper doesn't—it's—it's it's not it's easy. It's not easy it's money. It's really hard. <laughs> like if you mentally can put yourself into the place of these women that are out there and exposing themselves and showing their vulnerable vulnerability, right? It takes a very strong mind to handle that. Right. I mean, the stories that I've heard from my friends of like the situations they were in with these disgusting men that are just like drunk off their asses and mm-hmm. they're treating them like fucking shit. Mm-hmm. Like I would punch people in the fucking face. Like I can't, I, I, mean, I don't have, I'm not strong enough. <laughs> well, like, I have I, been violent in a strip club. I'm really? <laughs> um, but I will say that like, there's just like a certain type of man that comes into a strip club specifically. I, it feels like to me to like, it to like live out his like revenge fantasy on like all the pretty girls that have ignored his advances his entire life and rejected him like there are dudes who will come into the strip club with their like nose in the air like everyone in here is ugly and like they'll reject every girl that comes up to them and the one girl they might talk to he's telling her he's talking shit about every girl every girl he's like why would they even let a girl like that work wow yeah, so why go like, in i've, I've why had guys in? say that to wow. me on every club i've ever worked at i have had guys say that to me and it's just like yo like that girl's my coworker. i don't know you <laughs> right you're like that's my bitch what the yeah fuck like are you loki that like high key that's my friend and like right. you should shut up <laughs> But yeah, like dudes will come in and they'll like come in just to shit on girls. You have to take like so much rejection, so much rejection. Sometimes you take, sometimes you get the opposite. You're not getting rejected, but the dude is like super into you while simultaneously being like so, so terrible to interact with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're just like, cool, he's paying me, but he's so awful. And like, there's just so many, there's so many things that like strippers deal with like it'd be one thing if you could just walk in and be a bad bitch and make money but that's like that's the rare nights there are rare nights where you walk in the club and money is just coming out of your ears those (laughs) nights do happen but there are way more nights where you walk in the club and you're like it's trash in here and you work hard for every single dollar that you have to make and you have to hustle it and it's not just like oh go up to this guy sit on his lap oh you want to lap dance because he wants to like get to know you right, and right, have a right. drink and like talk about his day. Like, motherfucker, go get to know your, your wife at home. No, literally. And it's the amount of, you do like a lot of emotional labor, which is the type of labor that women often do for men that is never compensated. So like you try to get dudes to pay you because you've done so much emotional labor to right. like try and get them to. And it's just, you have to have like a million of the same conversation every night. You're like, oh, hey, what's up? Like, 
what do you do for fun? Like, where are you from? Oh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, I've been there. And then you like, you try to like make banter. A lot of dudes aren't super social mm -hmm. or not a lot of dudes, but some of the dudes you interact with aren't super social. So you're literally carrying the entire conversation. That is some work. Like, I can see that. That's some it work. Is, it's it's just acting. Like, yeah. It really Cause is. It, Cause you're, you're an entertainer. You're an yeah. entertainer. It's not just stage. You're also like, you're the party. You're yeah. the one who makes, you're the one who's going to make him be like, I'm enjoying myself so much. Mm -hmm. I want to spend $300. Yep. Like you have to get him to the point where he's like, I'm having such a great time. I'm definitely going to spend that. That's, that sounds like a great amount of money to have the time I'm having. Yep. But like, you have to talk him into paying you for that. You have to, you have to show him that you're the type of girl he would want to pay that. You have to act like, you're cool with him wasting your time until you get him to pay that. <laughs> like, right. You have to be so, so, so patient in order to like do it. And like, and then you have to deal with the fact that like, so like so many people will come in and they'll be like at their worst because they're drunk. Mm -hmm. Like they're acting like fools because they're drunk. And like, it's just, it's a lot. It takes a lot wow. of like mental fortitude. And it's like, also it's shitty to do when you have mental fortitude and like, a lot of times girls will come into the industry and they don't have like the self-esteem or like the mm -hmm. thick enough skin for it. Mm -hmm. And the industry eats those girls alive. I believe <laughs> like, it. Eats those girls alive. Cause like, if you're, if you come in like seeking validation mm -hmm. per se, it's just for every guy who's like, you're the most beautiful girl in the world. There are 10 dudes who are like, I don't want to dance. No, thank you. I'm just drinking right now. I'm just watching the show. So many dudes. Everything you're saying just yeah, sounds like sales 101 to me. Like you, you, can't, you, can't, take, you can't take the nose personally. You got to keep rolling And then, like literally that's like when people think that like, oh, I'm just going to like go and be a stripper. Like people don't realize like that's fucking hard. And like for me in my mental state, like mm -hmm. I, for me and like I'm a Taurus and I'm very sensitive, believe it or not, in a sense, people don't know me like that. Like I will, I, hate the rejection process right so yes and the thing is like you're naked or half naked right and these men are literally looking at your body and saying no i don't want yes you. so that oh gosh, fucks that's with you so real so it fucks with you that's all the so time and real. it's like and i'm an actor and like I have to audition all over and over and over again. Right. So I have to deal with, and that's the thing that I've had to work through with therapy is like mm -hmm. dealing with my rejection and like how difficult it is for me. But when it comes to acting, it's like, okay, well maybe that I wasn't tall enough or the right hair color. Like it could be as minimal as things like that. It doesn't have to be like, wow, your fucking tits are not big enough or wow. You know what I'm saying? Your face isn't pretty enough or wow. You know, like your ass needs, you need your stomach. You need to get liposuction because you're too fat or like those right there. It's like to a woman, it's like, wow. Like to get that, to get that over and over again throughout one night, you have to have the fucking meant like your mind has to be so fucking strong. And like, you just, and then like the women that are just hustlers, that like, get in there. And like, I've went to my friend's job when she was in Australia. I went to visit my friends at work when they were mm -hmm. dancing and I would just watch my home girl just be out there like, okay, Kim, oh, there's a guy right there. Like, I'll be right back. And then she's like, hey, babe, hey, daddy, you know, like what's going on? Like, are you, do you want to dance? And then he'd be like, nah. And she's like, okay. She'd go right to the next guy and be like, yeah, daddy, do you want to Like, I'm like, bitch, damn, like how the fuck? She's like, girl, I gotta make money. Right. Like, I'm not here to play. Right. Uh -huh. And that would do nothing. It would go, not face her at go. all. You literally have to talk to like hundreds of dudes. It depends on, it depends on the club. Smaller clubs, right. you're not talking to 
hundreds of dudes in a night. Spearmint right. Rhino Vegas, you could literally talk to hundreds of people in a night and like just like you lo- like almost lose your voice from talking to so many people because wow. like it's smoking inside. But like it's crazy how like uh it's crazy how you literally like have to be able to get over the fact that like you walk in and you're like, I did my makeup. I did my hair. I'm freshly shaved from head to toe. Like I'm wearing a bomb ass outfit. I look cute. And then you walk out there and like, hope you find a guy who's like into it. Right. Because if you don't find someone who's into it, you put in all that work, which is money, by the way, like the makeup costs money, the outfit costs money, the shoes cost money, everything costs money, getting into the club costs money because of house fees. Like you literally spend money to look good, spend money to get in the club. Then you walk out there and you're just hoping that somebody is going to be like, yes, that's exactly what I'm looking for. Let me give her some money. Right. And like, you still have to find that guy. Most of the time that that dude doesn't come up to you. Like sometimes he does. Occasionally he does, but the most, for the most part, dudes would be like, that's like, this is like the one context oftentimes that dudes have mm-hmm. where they can expect women to come to that. Right. right. Like I've, I've and been that shy guy. they're sitting in their fucking chair I've, I've waiting for you there. to come to that. Because <laughs> like, especially when I first started going, I wasn't moving an inch. <laughs> I was, no, I was shy. Just, you could call it, I guess shyness. I was Shyness, nervousness. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's all these beautiful women around. Trying like, to move. Oh <laughs> Me, me and one of my, oh, me and one of my friends are like, no, you go talk to her. No, you go talk to her. Take this dollar. Just go throw it up there. See what she does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've literally been the one like talking to dudes. I'm just like, like, I'm not, I'm, I was always like the type of girl, like, I'm not the type of girl. I was like, oh, you have to like me. I'm like up to, talking to a dude. I'm like, Hey, like, how's your night? Blah, blah, blah. Shooting the shit. Maybe I'm taking a little mm-hmm. break, sipping mm-hmm. on a drink. And I'm like, well, well, have you ever been to a club before? He's like, oh, like kind of not really. And I'm just like, well, like do you have a type like has anyone caught your eye right. you're like mm, yeah like this one girl and i was just like well did you tip her on stage when you saw her and he's like no and i was just like well how is she gonna know you think she's taught <laughs> like that's the main thing how do you i was like how yeah. is she gonna know you you're into it if you just watched her and you didn't give her any indication that you were into what she's doing right because oftentimes unless it's like extremely high volume like a girl will be like, oh, he tipped me. I'm going to go talk to him when I get off stage in order to, like, make sure that he wants to pay me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's, like, like little tips. Little right, right, right. Let's move on to our second topic. So I want to talk about what is the attraction to pole dancing or stripping? Or why did you start pole dancing or stripping? What, what led you to that? Finances. Almost almost a hundred percent across the board finances, I would say. <laughs> okay. All, like okay. it's literally like you're living your life mm-hmm. and then you come to the conclusion that you are very broke. Um, <laughs> and for me, I knew a girl who had worked at the club that I ended up working at mm-hmm. as my first club and she had made good money and she had had a good experience and two of my other friends had tried it and it wasn't for them. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to try it too. And I started out as a shot girl, but shot girls at this club sold shots and they sold lap dances. Okay, okay. So there was like this huge overlap. And honestly, this, this in stripper culture, like shot girls and bottle service girls being able to sell the same things as strippers is like this huge, big old like drama. Mm. Like as a stripper, I now I'm like, 
if you're not if you're gonna if you can sell lap dances you should be on stage like the rest of us like that's mm. the way i feel uh, but at the time i was new to it i was selling shots doing dances so i was already you already kind of got into it and then i had already said when i got into it i was like if i don't like being a shot girl i'm gonna try dancing because mm-hmm. me like i was already kind of like a naked person like i'm way more of a naked person now but I was always just like the type of person who didn't really like wear clothes. I don't really feel like modesty is a thing that I have put stock in and I haven't. (laughs) I was raised that way, but it has never been me. So I was like, fuck it. Like if I hate being a shot girl, I want to try dancing on stage because like, what the hell? I made it like two, three weeks as a shot girl. And was like, fuck it, I'm going to dance. And then I loved it. Okay. Like, loved it. And, like, for me, like, I like I did cheerleading and I, like, did theater and everything. So I'd loved dancing before. Mm-hmm. And this, to me, was, like, such an amazing outlet for, like, my sexual energy, for my exhibitionism and everything. And it was such an awesome thing to discover a place where you could be a sexual and, like, dance as sexual like dance as beautifully and like as sensually as you want to without feeling judgment because that's what people come in expecting right yeah so it was a complete change from like school dances where you were getting in trouble for grinding on boys (laughs) (laughs) so it was like a whole different thing um and i really really liked it um so for me it was financial but it was also like i feel like i could do this okay so i'm gonna try it um i also know people who got into stripping to get themselves out of bad situations where they were living with an abusive boyfriend Mm -hmm. i know people who got into stripping because they were in college and they were just like yo i need the money i know people who literally like went to college got a degree Mm -hmm couldn't get a job like that paid them well enough to live their lives who then entered the strip club because it paid them so much more for their time you know who literally like are walking around and have like multiple degrees but they're in the club because even with multiple degrees they weren't making enough money doing a nine to five that they could make working a month of like friday saturdays at a strip club i started because of you know People like fierce, like girls like fierce. I would go to strip clubs and I loved strip clubs. I was like going there, paying the girls, looking at the, I would be like looking at them. Like I loved the ones that could do the tricks because I was really impressed with that. Mm-hmm. So I would be really, really excited because, you know, like, oh my God, she, she, that girl over there could do tricks. Like I give me, I give her my money, you know? And then I just started taking classes because I was just like, this is fun, you know? And then I just literally never stopped. And right. then from there I started teaching, competing, traveling. I would travel the world and pole dance and you know Mm -hmm. I lived overseas and I taught and and competed over there and it just never stopped you know it just becomes it becomes more of an obsession though because it's like we're athletes in that sense like pole dancers like take it very seriously like if you're a baseball player football player whatever hockey Mm -hmm. that becomes like your thing right you're super obsessed like I mean I I look at pole dancers as gymnasts as athletes you know like this will be in the um the uh we have the olympics one day like it's guaranteed like these if you go to russia Mm -hmm. there are like schools of small children pole small children that are pole dancing and they are badass i mean they're so freaking talented 
men and women, boys and girls. So like I get into these heated conversations like on social media with people because they don't quite understand that the stigma is only really here in that mm-hmm. sense. Like there's a stigma with it when the whole the whole stripper and like whatever, but it's right. like, that's because it's been created like overseas, like in Russia, it's, there's no stigma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like seeing children on a pole dancing, it's not taboo. You know gotcha. what I mean? It's like, they see that as art, as as talent, you know? And I've gotten to this huge heated argument with this guy because he was like, he posted this video. He was like, yo, there's this kid right now on this pole. Like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. this this is bullshit. Like, what kind of what kind of mom lets their kid be on the pole or whatever? And I'm like, the kid was like wearing like a body, like a bathing suit. Right, and it's right. like, and the kid was like going upside down doing all these crazy tricks. It's like, what's the difference between that kid being on like a monkey bars and like doing the fucking same shit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like the stigma is just, it just really annoyed me. And it's like, and I was like, I sent him links. I'm like, go to Russia. Look at where these kids are doing. This is talent. Black Mind Chronicles is sponsored by BetterHelp. That's H-E-L-P. But what is BetterHelp? BetterHelp is an online portal that provides direct-to-consumer access to behavioral health services. The online counseling and therapy services are provided both online as well as through text messages. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can start communicating in just under 24 hours, and you can log into your account anytime to send a message to your counselor. There's a special offer for Black Mind Chronicle listeners. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash blackmind. Let's talk about family reactions. So when you first came out to your family as a pole dancer or instructor or stripper, you know, let's talk about their point of views or their acceptance or did they outcast or? Yeah, I mean, um, I it, when it comes to like pole dancing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and I would, I was very much like, I would post it on my social media. Like I would not care. I was very proud. Like, mm-hmm. look at me dancing on a pole. Look at this pole trick I just did. Look at this, you know? And so I have like family on my social media and my mom, you know, I would, you know, at the time I was living with my mom and I would put up a pole, in the, you know, in my, in my, in the basement there, she's just like, okay. You know, my mom's, you know, from Thailand. So mm-hmm. she's just like, Asian women aren't going to fucking like mention, they're, they're very like coy in a sense. Like she's not going to mention like she like came downstairs, saw the pole and didn't say anything. And like one of those I was like, all right, we're just going to play like that, you know? So, and then like, you know, my family members that, you know, like they, they, it took them a little, it wasn't as bad as like, in a sense, like, you know, because for me, like for me, it was a sport for me. It was mm-hmm. something that I enjoyed doing. And then I, I taught classes and I would, you know, dance and stuff. So like right. for me, when I would get the point across, like, and I would tell people that they would be like, oh, like, like they would support me. And, but in the beginning, like, I mean, like I have family members in Thailand and like my aunt in Thailand would like, she called me like a go-go dancer. Like she wouldn't understand <laughs> like what I was doing. She was like, why the fuck are you doing this? I was like, like what, you know? So, I mean, it has that stigma still. And like I said, several people, like they did think I was stripping and I, I didn't care. I was like, whatever, I love what I'm doing and I love what I'm posting. So right. if you don't like it, you don't have to follow me. So and for those who don't know, Kimbo is Thai and black. So yes, I'm Blasian. Blasian, Blasian. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, so stripping is way more taboo, I would say. It's less taboo now. It's becoming more mainstream, which is a help and a hurt in many ways, which we talked about the last time we spoke about this. Right. You can, we'll bring it up later. Um, but 
When I first started stripping, no one but my friends knew. My friends did know though, because I just, I couldn't have done it without my friends knowing. I know people who legit walk into the club, put on their makeup, put on a wig, become a different bitch and leave. And no one in their life knows at all. And like, I find that incredibly impressive. I am far too like (laughs) honest and like open of a person to like live my life like that. However, I began to realize that as much as I'm an open, honest person, that telling people you're a stripper often garners a certain type of reaction. Um, People clutching their boyfriends in front of you, dude switching from like talking to you like you're a normal person to getting very like like sexual with you very quickly sexual or like flirtatious in some way like they go from thinking you're a normal person to thinking you're a whore and then they're like oh well she's probably easy so I don't have to work as hard to be charming because it's probably going to be quick like and you watch that happen like I wish I I wish I was like I wish that I could say that that had not happened to me on so many freaking occasions, but like you literally can like watch, like watch someone go from treating you like a human being to treating you like a piece of ass, like in front of your eyes. Um, But then my family, I eventually told my mom because my mom is nosy and a helicopter parent. (laughs) Um, And when I was moving up to Chicago from Kansas because I took time I like had stripped moved back home got my shit together for like a year and was saving up to go back up up there and I was stripping on the low and then like my mom was like well how are you gonna make money in Chicago you're trying to go there blah 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 and fine and she was like because she knew I'd been a shot girl and I was she was like you're gonna end up back at that club again blah 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 and she's like you're gonna end up on the pole and I was like too late mom and that's literally <laughs> how that's like how I told her I was just like, Surprise. it's too late. Like, I already <laughs> did it. And then very shortly after that, I had been working at a club in my hometown. Mm-hmm. One of my cousins walked in there. My cousin, like, my mom's age cousin. Gotcha. He walked in there. We made eye contact. I wasn't, I was, I was clothed. Thank how, God. How did that go down? <laughs> he walked in. We made eye contact. He turned right back around, walked out, asked the bouncer for his money back. And the bouncer came Uh-oh. out to me and was like, hey do you know so and so like he just asked for his cover back and said you're like he's related to you and I was like yeah that's my cousin he was like gotcha and so so then my whole like mom's side of the family then knew yeah because he like went on the low low and was just like don't go to that club she works there don't go like on some like like the men like all the men in the house the family he was like hey just so y'all know our cousin works there we can't go there (laughs) (laughs) Um, good looking out (laughs) no literally but then like all the all the people in my family uh, like everyone who was in my immediate family on my mom's side of the family found out my mom and my dad never got married so our families are very separate in that way Mm -hmm. so it and like it didn't become a problem my mom had some issues at first and there was one point where my mom was like oh honey like you know like me and your dad will help like pay for you to go back to school and like we'll like help you get an apartment blah 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 and I was like mom you don't understand even if I were back in school or like working like a regular job I would still strip because I like to do it and that's like kind of got like kind of what got through to her Mm -hmm. and she had a very close friend like from college who had been a stripper 
So she had like that insight. Her friend had actually put, <laughs> put a bug in her ear and had been like, oh, she said she's a shot girl. All the girls who shot girl end up on the pole, and, like, <laughs> which is true. Okay. <laughs> it's true. She wasn't lying. But so my mom, like my mom and I have like a really good rapport. And my mom knows about me doing sex work because like, we just have like a relationship in which like, if I keep that from her, she will notice. And like my honesty is way easier than lying to her mm-hmm. or lying by omission. Um, my dad's side of the family is way, 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 way more religious. Um, I my siblings mostly know, and my dad figured it out because he's not stupid. <laughs> like I would have customers be like, Well, you do your does your family know? And I was like, my mom knows my dad, like my dad knows better than to ask because he is a smart man and smart people don't ask questions. They don't want answers to. And finally, like a year and a half ago, my dad like sat me down and he was like, why do you think that taking your clothes off for money is your calling in life? And I was just like, well, (laughs) and we ended up having a candid conversation and he like absolutely was just like, you know, I just think you could do something better with your life. I think you have so much talent and you're so smart. Like, I feel like you should, you could be doing something better. And I was just like, I'm happy this way. I am making good money. I'm taking care of myself. Like I'm living in the city. I love, I'm able to travel. I'm like, even though you don't like what I'm doing, can you understand why I'm doing it? Given the fact that I'm your daughter and we're very similar people, can you understand like why I'm comfortable where I am? And so we came to a thing and he was just like, you know, I love you and I'm proud of you no matter what you do. So overall, my familial familial reaction was like very, very good in comparison to like the horror stories I've heard. I will say that my more religious side of the family, my dad's side of the family does not know Okay. That ah. I stripped okay. because it is not a thing that my like my grandparents would not enjoy hearing that information. It would be very disappointing to them. Mm-hmm. They they would still love me. Here's the thing. Like I know that I would still be loved. I have that security in my right. family that they would still love me. But my grandma is just like both my gram- grandmas are pearl clutchers, clutchers, both of them, like okay. <laughs> one more so than the other, but like both of my grandmas are really like very prim and pot proper, like mm-hmm. older conservative black women. <laughs> gotcha. So it's not like a thing. It's not a thing at all. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you ladies. Um, Let's talk about the benefits from pole dancing slash stripping. What, what's, what's the benefits from pole dancing or stripping and the differences in, in income Kimbo. What about you? What, what's the benefits of pole dancing for you? Yeah, I mean, when pole, like when I found pole dancing, um, that like a lot of, so what attracts girls to pole dancing, I feel like um, a lot of the times, like we'll get a lot of girls that are going through a breakup. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're feeling really like, you know, just really like down on about themselves and their confidence and like their bodies or they're like they're overweight. Um, and they want to just like work out. They want to like lose weight, you know, but they want to do it in a fun way, you know? So <clears throat> just like that, you know, I, you know, was towards the end of a relationship, wasn't really satisfying me anymore. I was kind of feeling down. And then that's when I like, like, I found like a group on, I was like, you know what, let me just try this. Like, I love strippers. I love what they do on the pole. Let me see if I can do it too. And so that's kind of like how I started to like fall into it. And then I just started going to classes and then 
yeah, it just became like an obsession. I just like never stopped. Um, but then like the benefits to it are just like, obviously, you know, you're on the pole. I mean, whenever I was teaching classes and like teaching classes dance wise, you know, mm-hmm. so there's like two different types of pole dancing classes, right? So they're like, there's one where there's like choreographed routines, okay. like you do an actual like dance routine, but it's on a pole and like with the heels on or whatever. And then there was classes where it was like pole tricks, meaning like the class was more um, based off of like just learning the specific tricks, you know, that we, we learn and like okay. focusing on that. And that's when I would go around the room and spot people like, OK, we're going to learn this trick now. Let me just go and spot you. So like regardless, I'm like burning over a thousand calories mm-hmm in less than an hour. You know what I mean? So like that right there is a huge incentive. You know, I lost a bunch of weight. I was like in the best shape of my life when I was competing for, when I was doing competitions. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, I was at the studio five days out of the week and I would run my routine like three to five times. And like, that's like a three minute routine. Mm -hmm. So you're constantly doing all these crazy tricks for three minutes. And I'm doing this over and over again. Like I, I, got into the best shape of my entire fucking life, you know? So it was really therapeutic in that sense. And when I was living in Australia and I was training and I was competing, my father passed away. So that was super fucking hard, you know, to like have to deal with me being miles and miles and miles away from my family. And then to, you know what I mean? Like have that missing piece of me. I had to fly back home and like be with my family. But honestly, I don't think I could have even got through that death in the family if it wasn't for pole like that literally was my therapy like i would go i would be in the studio i was like living in the studio Mm -hmm. like that became my therapy like i was dancing my heart away i was going there i would train from life for like hours you know so um and yeah like you form friendships you know you form bonds with people you know i met some really awesome people that like overseas that i'm still friends with to this day you know so it's just something that became a huge part of my life, you know? Sure. Um, but I, with anything, with anything, there's, there needs to be balance. Right. So right, it's just right. like, yeah, like I would, I, I, I found balance when it came to pole dancing because it gave me the therapy that I needed. And it, 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 it was an outlet that I needed to showcase my, express myself, get exercise, be sexy, mm-hmm. get my confidence back as a woman. And, you know, yeah be yeah so be hottest book so it's definitely, that's definitely kind of what i loved it it's, it's more of a mental release as well so i can see that oh totally absolutely totally. absolutely yeah. and then you the joy really you get, get the joy you get when like you're like looking at all these tricks and like you're like oh my god let me see if i can do that and then like to be able to like do it yourself and like it's just like the feeling is just like unbelievable you right. know what i'm saying when i the, the first feeling Right. The feeling of you going upside down on the pole for the first time, the feeling of your first shoulder mount, you know, where you go, you use the pole as like a brace to like go up and like you have the pole on your shoulder. It's called a shoulder mount, meaning like you have the pole digging into your shoulder and you're going upside down. So these are just moves. They have their names, but (laughs) they all take an immensely amount of like strength and strength. Like once you do that, once you're able to accomplish Mm -hmm. that, like you feel fucking amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like I did that shit. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, the benefits are right there. Um, so one big benefit for me, uh, stripping made me into the person I am today for sure. Um, there's just a certain level of confidence in myself and my abilities, um, that stripping gave me that like, I didn't really have many other jobs that I'd had previously. Like before stripping, I had been retail. Um, and retail is sales. 
Um, it was a job I was very good at. I like to organize. I'm good at selling things. <laughs> I have a very an analytical brain, whatever. Mm -hmm. But then stripping was a way, was like a better outlet for like a lot of things for me. And it also like built a lot of like long lasting friendships also. Like I'm not really friends with anyone I used to work in retail with, mm -hmm. but I can count like most of my closest friends are people I've stripped with. Um, just because like there's a certain sisterhood that exists when you and your friends work in the club together and you deal with the same shit and you're putting up with like asshole dudes to try and make your money and like sometimes you get to make money with your friends sometimes you don't but like you guys get to commiserate and so like there's a certain bond you can really get that's like a baseline and I got lucky and my first club was more of a sisterhood than like catty gotcha. there was definitely still drama but like people weren't outright bitchy to strangers there like they're like you see in some clubs some clubs are like Girls are fighting in the dressing room. It's a whole thing. Um, so the benefit for me was like being like, wow, like I have like a, like a work environment that I really enjoy for the most part, mm -hmm. like a creative outlet, friends that I'm really close to who get my life, who also live on the same schedule as me. Because a stripper schedule, it's fully nocturnal. Yeah. Like, and as an insomniac, it worked for me. <laughs> As an insomniac, I was like, oh, bet. Like, staying up till 3 a.m.? I do that all the time. Now I can get paid to do it? Cool. So I just ended up finding myself, like, finding myself. I ended up, like, finding myself in many ways. I found, I found out a lot about me and what I want out of life and what's important to me because I started stripping. Okay. So I, that would be the benefit to me. Um, it gave me a lot of the confidence to be who I am because in a strip club, like you go in there and there's so many people, you know, who are going to see you and might nitpick what you're doing or what you're wearing or how you look and being able to like, know you're experiencing that and still be like, I'm fine though. Like I'm going to make money. I'm going to get lit. I can do this. It made it really easy for, I gained the skill of being able to channel like, negative emotions into my hustle like some of my best money nights i went into the club mad as hell <laughs> some of my best money nights i had like a bad fucking day and i was irritated as hell and i was just like I, if i'm gonna sit at home i'm gonna like be stewing so i'm gonna go into the club and like work off this energy let's, let's move on to our fifth topic our fifth point so we want to discuss the difference between pole dancing and stripping and just talk about, you know, come, approaching it as a businesswoman, you know, what, what's the difference between the two? Um, so obviously we already kind of meant, we mentioned this earlier that like the different, the main difference between pole dancing and stripping is pole dancing. You pay to learn versus stripping. You get paid by doing it. Like that's yeah. the main thing is like paying versus making money. One's a job, one's like, one like I mean, it's essentially like you pay a pole studio the same way you would pay a gym. Mm -hmm. They are pole gyms essentially. So you yeah, like right. get a membership or you pay for classes or things like that. Right. Versus 
going into the club where you also do pay money, but you pay that money to the club to rent it. Kind of like how people rent booths when they're like barbers or like uh, hairdressers. Kimbo, did you charge rent or did you have others pay for your sessions? So did you, did you own a booth Kimbo or did you just teach through somebody else's? So no. Yeah. So in the beginning, when I first started pole dancing, I was a paying student. So I used to, I would pay for classes, mm-hmm. take classes, you know, things like that. It was a form of like, you know, it was a form of like working out and like my gym essentially, mm-hmm. um, which is what she just, which is what fear said. But then, um, you know, shortly after I, you know, when I got good enough, I started to teach. So when I started to teach, then yeah, I don't pay for the studio time or anything. I'm, I'm getting paid. So I was teaching classes and I was getting paid. I'm in no way getting paid as much as fierce is, <laughs> you know, like I was just getting paid like, you know, per class, you know? Mm-hmm. So if I was only teaching one class a week, that's all the money I got, you know, from right. teaching that one class. So, um, and then of course girls could book me for privates and things like that. And those paid a little bit more and that was per hour. Um, but yeah, essentially, you know, when it comes to pole, and that's the thing is like some girls, some of the, some of the dancers, some of the strippers would go to the studio and pay for classes to ta- to teach or f- to learn from me, you know, but in a sense, it's like, you know, obviously I'm at a studio. There's no men here. You know what I'm saying? If you're going to come here to learn how to be a stripper, you know, the best way to do it is to just go to the club, you know, right. and be there and be in the environment because it's in, and especially if you're at a club where it's not one of those entertainment clubs, right. meaning like it's not a club where they want like, if, if there's clubs where there's more like it's about the lap dances, it's not about what you can do in the pole. But then there are the clubs like the ones like, you know, King of Diamonds and things like that in the South that are all about the entertainment, right? Like, oh, the tricks on the pole and things like that. But even so, those girls are still, you know, having they're still going and like giving lap dances and things like that for money, too. You know, so. um, So, yeah, I mean, that's in a sense. But like there's like this huge stigma in this in the community when it comes to like with some some of the dancer some of the strippers and some of the pole dancers mm-hmm. um whereas like i i'm not a part of it in the sense like i'm not i don't i think it's fucking stupid you know the fact that a lot of some pole dancers are like offended that they're like being su- seen as a stripper and you're dancing on a fucking pole it's like relax you know or like that there's like a whole movement called like not a stripper hashtag not a stripper hashtag not a stripper right which i think is fucking stupid it's like I'm always going to pay homage to why I got into doing it. Like I went to the strip club and I loved the girls that were doing the pole, the the dance, the tricks on the pole. So yeah, that inspired me to do it myself. You know, I didn't go the route of becoming a stripper myself. You know what I'm saying? But that's not like, you know, that's not always the case. But the thing is like, people don't realize that with pole dancing, there's like three types of it, right? Okay. In the world of pole dancing, there is the artistic side. So like, think about like a ballerina, you know, like on the pole, right? There's like literally a lot of, pole, a lot of pole dancers are ballerinas, you know, and you can tell the really flexible ones, the ones that have the pointed toes, things like that. And then you have the, um, the sexy side, right? That's the more sensual, sexy, exotic floor work, so, so to speak. So that's a lot of the girls are wearing the fucking high heels, you know, they're wearing the scantily clad clothing and they're shaking their booties and things like that, you know, but then there's also the strength side, right? And there's a, that, the, the, the pole tricks that's focuses more on the pole tricks in itself and how powerful you are, how strong mm-hmm. you are. Um, like Arnold, Arnold Schwarzenegger has this like pole competition. He has like a, like a, I don't know. It's like a trade show that goes all around the world and he has its own, it's like a fitness based um, convention or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's called Arnold Schwarzenegger. And then, so basically there up. is a pole competition in that 
in that category or whatever. And it's purely based off of like your strength and like how, like how strong you are, you know, cause these bitches are strong. Like pole dancers are fucking strong. You know, the fact that you can like hold your own body, what you can go upside down, you can hold these positions, you know, like that takes a lot of strength, you know? Gotcha. Wow. So, um, so yeah, when it comes to the big differences, you know, in a sense, it's like, that's, that's it. But I just, I hate that there's like this, like, taboo in a sense of like you know oh well don't call me i'm a pole dancer i'm not a stripper like like you know like oh like some girls get so offended by that mm-hmm. and it's like for me i'm like i'm not i'm not offended i'm fucking complimented you know what i'm saying i'm not a stripper but like that i'm on the pole so like you know i'm not gonna feel offended by that at all and then there's some you know like our you know there's some strippers that are like you know they they feel away or they they feel like the pole dancers are like you know not paying homage or not being respectful to where it came from you know and they're talking shit to the girls that are on their, you know, on their, on the polls and they're making money. It's like, yeah, well, you know what I mean? Like, this is like dead ass. I would have all these girls like, you know, hire me for privates and this bitch is about to go to work and make 4,000 times much as me. You know what I'm saying? Like, so there'd be so many times where I would have my girls come and take my class. Like, oh, girl, Kim, I just made $2,000 last night. Woo, woo, woo. You know what I'm saying? Like, wow. Okay, well, I made $20, so that's great. You know, like, <laughs> so, you know what I mean? And it gets you fucked up. But then, I, then at the, but then at the end of the day, you're remembering, like, I remember always, like, these girls are working really, really hard, you right. know? And it takes a certain type of woman and a strong woman that can handle that type of work. You know what I'm saying? So I'm always like, girl, make your money. I'm shit. I wish I would. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, um, Fierce and Kimbo, we have hit our time limit, ladies. Yes. So this was a great conversation yes. and I have learned too much. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned everything I needed to know. I'll, say, I'll put it like that. That's better. I've mm-hmm. learned, learned plenty. Um, so last thing, okay, you all wanted to to choose my stripper name before we left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna stick with Big Daddy, Big Daddy Dallas, because okay. I feel like that's okay. sexy and like, ooh, here comes B-B-B. Big Daddy. Yes, Big Daddy Dallas in the building. Big Daddy Dallas. Okay. Your big daddy Dallas, it's specific to you. Uh, it, it's just like I can just known. hear I can hear the DJ now. It's like and coming to the Big Daddy Dallas, ladies and well, gentlemen, get oh, your nice. tips out. <laughs> well thank you, Chase, so much thank for like inviting thank us. Thank you to for having show. us. Can I just give a little uh, shout out if that's okay? Yeah, go ahead. Is this the um, time to do my little plug yeah, as well? Do your plug. So, Kimbo, do your plug first and then uh, Fierce, you do your plug last. Yes. So, it's your girl, Kimbo, a.k.a. She Bangs, a.k.a. Mother of Georgie, a.k.a. I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. I don't have my AKAs ready. I'll have to do that some other time. But I was like just rolling on it. No, so yeah, my name is Kimbo. Um, I do have my own podcast as well. Um, my podcast is Kimboology Podcast. Um, and you can find me on all social, like on the 
platforms of podcasting, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, you know, Overcast, all that shit. Um, yeah, my podcast uh, is really dope because I, it's just a bunch of shit that I like to talk about. So <laughs> it's super random at the moment. Um, and yeah, it's going to be, I do have the weekly segments like sexy sustainability because I am really passionate about saving the planet. And I do have uh, a weekly segment called meditate, masturbate and medicate as well. Um, so use your imagination on what the thing we're going to talk about so yeah um i have guests on my show as well um i'm sure fierce is going to be on my show quite soon because um yeah me and her i i love like our dynamic in that sense too and like we have a lot to we, we can t- talk way more about poland stripping and all that fun stuff too um but yeah follow me on on instagram or um listen to the podcast you can also email me at kimboologypodcast at gmail.com i'm on twitter TikTok, um, all through Kimboology podcast. Um, yeah, so that's that's a little bit about me. All right. Um, uh, so I also have a podcast. Um, it is currently only on SoundCloud. It is SoundCloud. It is Pay to Play podcast. It is actually, I do believe, it comes up as Pay to Play Pod. Um, and I have that with another sex worker that is a friend of mine. We host it together. Um, and my socials are, I mostly use Twitter and Instagram. They are both that bitch fierce and you can check me out and come say hello. I'm definitely totally trying to get on Kimbology and be on that podcast life with her and also get back yes. and doing my own podcast. Yes. But I love, I love her podcast. Yeah. I love fierce's podcast too. All right. That's dope. Mm-hmm. And for myself, um, once again, my name is Chase Jackson. You can follow me on Facebook, just under my name, Chase Jackson. Or you can follow the show under Black Mind Chronicles on Facebook and Instagram or on Twitter at Chronicles Black. And you can email the show at blackmindch at gmail.com and send in your questions or stories that you want covered. Because this is a podcast, not just for me, but for all of us. So if there's some topics that you all want covered in the U.S. or internationally, let me know. Yes. All Thank right. you so much, Woo. Chase. All right, ladies. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having Thank you for joining me for this episode of Black Mind Chronicles. I hope you heard something today that helps put your mind at ease about talking to a licensed professional or to just know above all else that you are not alone. This show was produced and edited by myself, Chase Jackson. Subscribe and download the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Follow the show on Facebook and Instagram at Black Mind Chronicles and on Twitter at Chronicles Black. Email the show at blackmindch at gmail.com. Until next time, this has been Black Mind Chronicles. Thank you.